Alright, let's tell the story. You ready? Ready. Alright. Once mm-hmm. upon a time. Once upon a time. Oh, wait, they're on the moon, right? We have to do a quick recap. Earth Ninja is very sad, but there's this new ninja called Touch Ninja that is on the moon. No, we were not. Well, we're recapping it. Like, doing a summary. And, just so I remember. And then Touch Ninja sees Earth Ninja sad on the ground, so he gets in his awesome spaceship, comes down to Earth, talks to Earth Ninja, finds out that Turna Ninja is missing or dead. Uh, could we please not recap it? Should we just go? Sure. Yeah. So we were at. Let's go. We were right after let's go to the moon. Alright. So they're on the moon. No, we they're, are oh, just about. about to. Okay. Alright. Alright, then. Okay, so Earth Ninja and Touch Ninja are flying through outer space. And Earth Ninja said, wow, look how beautiful the Earth is from up here. I've never actually stopped to look at it. And Touch Ninja said, yep, that's why I chose the moon to live. It's got the best view in the whole universe. And, uh... But, remember, it's dangerous with those bad guys that live in the caves on the moon. So just get ready, all right? Get be ready for anything. So they landed on the moon. And uh, Touch Ninja had this really cool, like, base, home base, where it looked like just normal moon rocks. And all of a sudden, the moon rocks opened up. <laughs> It's just perfectly, like, cool garage thing where the spaceship could float right into. And then the moon rocks closed over the top and completely hit them. Well, they were under the moon and all these really cool green and blue lights turned on. But you couldn't see, uh, but, but you couldn't see... But if you were on top, you couldn't see through the, you know, um, you couldn't, you know, see through the, you know, the uh, garage. Yeah, you couldn't see any lights. You couldn't see anything, huh? You could just see the normal moon. Yeah, exactly. You're like, hmm, where's their base? And then you'll, uh, and then you're trapped. On the moon, but that's not the opening. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it worked out really well for Touch Ninja. So, anyways, they got there, and and uh, Earth Ninja said, "All right, this is cool. Will you give me a tour of your like base and the moon?" And Touch Ninja said, "Sure, of course." And he showed him all the rooms. He had a room just for his rock collection. And he had rocks from all over the world and all over the universe that gave him different powers. There was this purple rock that gave him invisibility power. And this green rock that gave him um, color power. That means, like, can go 
into all any color or any both color or any like color. Yeah. Or double color or any double color. Yeah, totally. But as he was showing him the rock collection, he noticed that his most favorite rock was missing. It was the orange Gulia Bajulia rock. But what does that do? And that's exactly what Earth Ninja asked. He said, what does the Gulia Bajulia rock do? And Touch Ninja was really worried. He said, no, no, this, this rock is so powerful. That's why I keep it here. If it gets in to the wrong hands they could do terrible things with it it can make anything go backwards anything anything in the whole world and earth ninja's like well that doesn't seem like too big of a deal and touch ninja said well no no think about it if they use it to make the actual earth go backwards do you know what could happen and we, it could go into the sun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could go off its axis, and all sorts of climate problems would happen. Like, maybe it would snow or rain when it's not supposed to, and it could even go out of orbit. And the sun would heat it up too much, and it would melt all the ice caps, and everyone would drown. Or terrible things would happen. You'd be surprised how how delicate the Earth really is. That surprises me, because you're Earth Ninja. And Earth Ninja said, well, no, no, I know that. I just didn't know how powerful the Gulia Bajulia rock is. He's like, you're right. We got to find that now before anybody uses it to do something terrible like that to, to the Earth. And uh, Touch Ninja said, I don't know how anybody got in here. This is a crazy mystery, but you're right. Let's go. And, and, and then... Never mind. Well, they, well, Touch Ninja said, let's go look at my security cameras. They should record everything. And, and then they saw a rat took it, and then he ate a piece of cheese, and then he was, yeah, and then he was, and then he did. Yeah. It's like, a moon rat? A moon rat took that? Oh, my goodness. Wait, wait, what's that? Pause the video. Pause the video, and they zoomed in on the moon rat that took it, and it was wearing this weird, like, necklace collar thing that had a silver little teeny box on it with a green dot. And it was very suspicious looking. And Touch just said, Moon rats just eat the cheese. And leave everybody alone, but that one, like, why would he take the Julia Julia rock? That is so weird. And so, like, the only thing we can do is try to find out where it went. And so they watched the videos, and they noticed that the rat ran alongside the ground, and then there was this little teeny, teeny crack it could sneak through with the jewel with the rock that went into a little tunnel and Earth Ninja said okay this is where 
my specialty is. Let me listen to the earth and maybe I can listen and see where the tunnel goes. So Earth Ninja listens to the ground, the tunnel, he said, that sounds like it's going down to, to lava. Oh no, that little cutie rat is going to die in the gooly, majuli rock. I don't know. Yeah. What will happen, Earth, Mother Earth? Well, <clears throat> Touched and just said, "Oh no! If that if that rock falls into the lava, it'll probably make the moon go backwards. And if the moon goes backwards, that also messes up the Earth because did you know the moon controls all sorts of things on Earth? It controls the waves and the tides and the ocean, and a lot of big ships and fishermen and animals are really dependent on the moon." To, to help them with getting getting the water where it needs to be. If, if the moon disappears, who knows what terrible things could happen on Earth. And so, Earth Ninja said, don't worry. We're going to fix We're going to fix this. <clears throat> so, he said, what are your powers, Touch Ninja? What can you do? Let's let's try to come up with a plan using teamwork. That's what me and Turnin Ninja used to do. So Touch Ninja said, "Well, uh, I can touch anything I want and get those powers." So Earth Ninja said, thought about it. He said, "Okay, um, gosh, what powers do we need right now? What would be really? What about a drill? I think if we can get the powers of a drill and drill down." Next to the tunnel, we can maybe, maybe figure out what's going on. And touch them, just said, Sure, sure, yeah, I could do that. Um, only one problem. But the bad guys are the only guys with any drills. I don't have a drill. And so Earthman just said, Oh man, okay, we'll go to the bad guys. And we will have to have you sneak up and touch one of their drills. So they got out of his out of his bunker and snuck around the moon to where the caves where the bad guys lived with the drills. And they were called the moon monsters. Who were? The bad guys who lived in the caves on the moon, on the on the dark side of the moon. And so, turn or touch and just said, "Okay." Uh, I, I'm all black, so I can hide into. Yeah, he said, "You wait here. I've got this awesome black costume, so I will perfectly hide." And blend in. I'll go touch a drill and I'll be right back with drill power. And so Earth Ninja said, Okay. I I will listen to Mother Earth and make sure or not Mother Earth. I will listen to the moon and see if I hear any other things. And so they said, Okay, it's a plan. So Touch Ninja snuck off into the dark side of the moon and carefully carefully made his way towards the caves 
when for the first time he saw the moon monsters. And they were huge. They were, they were two times as big as Gorilla Monster. And they were this weird white-gray color. And everywhere they walked, moon dust would brush off them and go everywhere. Well, he luckily, he did have a very cool black costume. And was able to blend in. And no moon monster saw him. And he touched a drill. And he made it back. He said, wow, you're right, those guys are huge. Huge and scary. <clears throat> and so, um, Touchdown just said, you're right, there's no time. Wait, I said that wrong. Earth Ninja said, I'm so glad you're back. And Touchdown just said, I'd forgotten how big those guys are. They're huge. It's been a while since I've seen any. Alright, let's go. And so they they snuck away from the dark side of the moon, right to where they needed to drill. Touch Ninja to use his drill powers and drilled right down and through the cheese, through the dirt, through the rocks, along the tunnel where they were Earth Ninja said that the rat had gone. Well, after following this tunnel for about five minutes, they realized that the rat had actually gone a different way than they thought. The rat had gone into another tunnel that they started to follow, and as they followed it, They found a cage that had five rats in it, and each rat had a collar on it, and a computer was on top of the cage, and it looked like the computer had different commands that told the rats what to do. And there was the rat that had stolen the Julia Bagulia rock, but the Julia Bagulia rock was gone. And then all of a sudden, Boom! A huge rock came flying at them from the corner and smashed in the wall. Luckily it missed. But it startled them both and they looked up and there was Dr. Mad. And touched and just said, Dr. Mad. And Dr. Mad said, Oh, that Earth Ninja is the only reason you figured out my plan. But I'm not going to give this rock up. Humans don't deserve to live anymore. They they didn't listen to me when I told them about problems. And so I've come to the moon and I'm going to ruin everything. And uh, touched and just said, No, you're not. You can't do that. That's not fair. And Dr. Mad said, It's too late. Watch me do it. And he, he held the orange rock in his hand and he held a little teeny drone in his other hand and he put them together and he let go of the drone and the drone automatically started zipping through outer space towards earth and Dr. Mad said you're not stopping that drone it's too late and Earth Ninja was like oh no what do we do and Touch Ninja said 
you go, go, you go stop that drone, and I'm gonna stop Dr. Mad from doing anything bad here. And so, Dr. Mad said, yeah, right, good luck, and he started throwing more rocks. And then, Earth Ninja said, I need your spaceship. And so, Touch Ninja said, it's right here. But right as he said that, Dr. Mad threw a huge rock and broke the spaceship. So Earth Ninja's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then all of a sudden, Earth Ninja realized, he's like, no, let's trade. You just touch your spaceship, get spaceship power. You race to that drone, grab it before it touches Earth, and I will take care of Dr. Mad. And Turn Ninja said, or Touch Ninja said, it's a great plan. So Touch Ninja touched the spaceship, and sure enough, he got spaceship power, and Earth Ninja did a big enough dust cloud rock distraction that Dr. Mad couldn't throw a rock in time to try to stop Touch Ninja. So Touch Ninja zipped out of there and raced towards the Earth. Well, Dr. Mad, when the dust cloud cleared, was really mad. And he got so angry that he threw ten rocks at the same time. Then Earth Ninja realized, he was like, whoa, I'm Earth Ninja. I should be controlling these rocks. I shouldn't be scared of rocks. And just as he realized that, the rocks that were about to hit him in the air stopped. And then they fell down at his feet. And Dr. Mad was like, holy cow, what was that? And Earth Ninja said, you don't know me, Dr. Mad, but my name is Earth Ninja. And I have the power of Earth and any type of rocks and dirt and stuff, so goodbye. And all of a sudden, Earth Ninja smiled, and all the rocks and cheese fell down on Dr. Mad, and he went, no, not the Swiss cheese, and all these rocks and dirt and cheese buried him. And Earth Ninja's like, oh man, all I can do now is wait. I really hope Touch Ninja saves the day. Well, Touch Ninja was racing and racing, but he couldn't see the drone anywhere. It was so fast. And he was getting nervous because he's, he was getting close to the Earth's atmosphere. And then he saw this little flick of white blast through the atmosphere. He said, oh, there it is. That's got to be the drone. So he gave it every bit of energy he had and raced towards where the flick of light had gone into the Earth's atmosphere. In the control thingies. Yeah, exactly. And just as the drone was about to go into the Pacific Ocean, Touch Ninja scooped it right out of the air about one or two feet from above the water and took it right back up out of the atmosphere as quickly as he could back to the moon. And when Earth Ninja saw him, he was so relieved and so happy. He said, oh, you did it, you did it. And Touch Ninja said, no, man, no, bro, we did it. I'm so glad that I decided to come help you today because you ended up helping me. And Earth Ninja said, you know what, I feel a lot better too. That's kind of nice. We both helped each other out, didn't we? And Touch Ninja agreed. And from that day forth, Touch Ninja and Earth Ninja 
We're super good friends. The Best end. buddies, right? Oh, yeah, total best buddies. The end. The end. <laughs>